0: Greetings and welcome to another episode of Stamper Cinema. As always, I am your host. Thank you for joining. My name is Andrew. And especially thank you for for tuning in today. We've got a a great movie for the occasion. It is a, a wet, rainy, stormy evening. Which is perfect for the film that we're gonna be talking about. But more importantly, and who else? Ooh, I got some good thunder in the background. I don't know if you can hear I heard that. it. I heard oh, that's it. good. This is gonna be fun. This is almost like I almost feel like we should have like movie Ghost or Ooh. or something like even more romantic. Like I don't know. Um I'm not doing pottery with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Man, Nathan, if there's anybody I would love to do pottery with, it would be you, my friend. Um, fair enough, but there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I have got Mr. Nathan Stamper, the handsomer of the two stampers. I, exactly. I try to do like the handsomer stamper. Yeah, there we go. The handsomer yeah, stamper. stamper. There we so, go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you, Mr. Nathan? Good, good. Thank
1: you for having me for, I think, the the fifth time the fourth time
0: oh man we've well exceeded that you're you're approaching 10 i think I, you know what i think you're right i think you're right but you know what that's okay that's okay i i, I would like to say it's because i can't you know like I, I like to say that it's because of the fact that you're 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 a heavy hitter and i love having you but it maybe has to do with the fact that i can't get anybody else
1: i'm like the uh what's that keanu reeves film um about the footballer, the combat? No. Ooh, the replacements. The replacement, yeah, I'm the replacement yeah.
0: when like your your main headliner is like, ah, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically what happened was I had a last minute cancellation. And so I reached out to my kid brother and said, hey, Nathan, you have nothing else going on? Would you no. want to chat with a film, you know, chat with me about a film? And you're like, hey, I'm gonna have to start charging ya. I'm gonna have to start charging yeah. But thank you, thank you again. How are no, you? Thank you.
1: Good. You know, um, gearing up for for Fourth of July, having fun with the family. Um, settling are you going to be doing
0: anything for the for Fourth of July?
1: Well, I'm going to be working, so there's that. There's mm. nothing more American than working on Fourth of it July.
0: It is true. It is true. Uh,
1: but I have July 11th off, so I'm excited for that.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> so good. Like,
1: just a completely different day of the week, but yeah, you know, I'm excited. Are you going to be
0: doing anything different about that on that 4th of July? Um, no,
1: you know, after watching this film, I'm probably
0: just going to take 4th of July a little bit more seriously, tell you the truth. Well, and quite frankly, as you should, so for the listeners, this is a special, special edition of Stamper Cinema. I'm excited because of the fact that. If you're listening, there's a good likelihood that you're from America. Now I do have, I have my listeners over in India and England. And Hey, what's up to you that are listening to us from overseas, Italy. I see you. what's up. So thank you for tuning in, but for many of our listeners, they are American. But what is fascinating and what some of you may not know both Nathan and myself are not from the United States. Correct, Nathan? That's That's very true. That is right. We are from Bermuda. Now, this episode is going to be a 4th of July special edition. And what I want to do, because I've made some keen observations, because I've lived in this country a little bit longer than Nathan, and what I have found are certain things to be true about Americans, especially around this time of year. So... I want to think of this as an episode where I'm teaching Nathan a little bit, a little bit more about this country that he now lives in. Because Nathan, how long have you lived in the United States?
1: Um, since 2011.
0: Yeah. So you've been well, in this country about a decade. Yeah. yeah
1: about a enough. decade.
0: So I've got, I've got a little bit more time, you know, in this country. Yeah. And I, I've seen a few things. So I want to bring to you important aspects of americana if you're if you're up for it and absolutely and now traditionally this podcast is the whole idea is the 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 guest and not the host chooses the movie that we discuss but in this episode i felt i felt it as my civic duty to introduce one of the most american and patriotic films that take place over fourth of july and before we discuss that I just for, you know, a, a barometer aspect. I'm going to give Nathan a little a little pop quiz just to test his knowledge about America, this country that he has now lived in yeah, over the past decade, just so you can get a gauge of see where Nathan is. So, let's do it. Nathan, your first question. Yep. Who was the first president of the United States? <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I'm going to be dog shit at this. Um, I think it was George Washington.
0: George Washington is correct. Sweet. Well done. You are doing perfect. You are one for one. That is 100%. And again, for the listeners, this may seem like, duh. But you know what? Fuck you. You are from this country. Nathan and I are not. So we're going to have a little bit of fun here. Now, question number two. Nathan, can you recite the Pledge of Allegiance?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely! Like the first three words, um, "I pledge allegiance to the flag." Um, under nation of one cod, <laughs> play ball.
0: It's something like that. So there we go. Uh, Nathan, are you googling it right now?
1: Um, I was. I was going to try to try to slide it in, but my uh, my screen protector is broken, so that's okay. I'm having a hard time typing stuff in.
0: All right. Question number three. Okay. In what year did the United States gain its independence from Great Britain?
1: Mm, I know that one. Um, 1775.
0: Mm, so close. So close. Seventy-four. Oh, seventy-six. So, oh, 76. 1776. 1776 that's the one. is correct. No. Okay. Oh, okay. So question number four. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, maybe the most American question of all. Okay. What famous landmark is known as the Golden Arches? Oh, Macca's McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's is correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> McDonald's yeah, absolutely. is correct. Question number five. You're familiar with uh Pocahontas, right?
1: Uh yeah, 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 I'm familiar.
0: Okay. Do you know who Pocahontas married?
1: when it, um an englishman uh john smith
0: Ooh, so close now he she was she was known for you know like chatting it up with john smith but <laughs> it was in fact john rolfe now oh. do you know that connection to bermuda with john rolfe i'm gonna honestly say no Ooh, so john yeah. rolfe was was one of the what was one of the guys that was on the sea venture i believe sea venture or spirit of bermuda uh sea venture. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, so um so for the listeners, those that maybe don't know, and Nathan might be able to correct me because your your Bermuda history is probably a little bit better than mine, but Bermuda essentially was colonized via a shipwreck, right? And it yes. was the, the sea venture that, that colonized Bermuda in sixteen oh nine, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and,
1: yeah, kind of, yeah.
0: We'll go with that. Yeah. I think my history is right. Maybe I'm I'm probably butchering a couple things. And um, but 1609, the island was colonized, and the sea venture was was the ship, and you had Sir George Summers on that ship, mm-hmm. but one of the crew members was John Rolfe, who okay. they were all on their way to the uh the colonies, and they they got shipwrecked and everything. And they, they fixed up the boat or whatever, and John Rolfe ended up making his way to the Virginia colonies, where he then subsequently met Pocahontas. They got mm. married, they moved back to England, and of course, you know, you know, I guess she got, like, diseases or whatever, and, and died, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so the, the funny thing is, uh, a, a, a
1: Portuguese gentleman by the name of uh, Juan de Bermudez, Juan de Bermudez, like, originally crash-landed there. And the joke is, you know, he's like the worst father ever because, you know, the joke is like, one day Bermudez stayed for one day.
0: (laughs) That was it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, father of the year award. Father of the year award. Yeah. So, um, all things considered, I think you did pretty terrible on that American history. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. That's okay because. You know what? We are here today to talk a little bit about another form of American history. One of the most important films in American history, specifically one of the most important Fourth of July films. Right. Because there have Mm -hmm. been many. Like when you think of Fourth of July, what's the first film that you think of? Jaws. Right. Uh, Jaws. What were you going to say? Independence Day? I was. Yeah. I was going to go cliche. But, you know, no, 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 no. Fun fact, in point, like in point of uh, correction, no, Independence Day and Jaws are not the two most American films the 4th of July. In fact, it is this movie that we're about to cover. And Nathan, what is this movie that we're going to discuss today? I know what you did last summer. That is correct. The 1997 American Masterpiece. I know what you did last summer starring some of the most acclaimed actors of their generation. We've got Sarah Michelle, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Prinze Jr. Ryan, is it, do we know the correct pronunciation? Is it Ryan Philippi? Is it do we <sighs> that, that, Has anybody ever confirmed how to pronounce his last name? I'm going to, I'm going with Philippi though. Yeah, we can go with Philippi. I think it's a little bit of Enigma,
1: you know, it's supposed to be kind of like unknown to the general Hmm. public.
0: Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if Reese Witherspoon even knows, because, you know, that's, that's his, his baby mama. And, you know, he has a couple kids with her and I I imagine she probably knows and listeners, if you're listening, you know what, I I would love to actually know the correct correct pronunciation because I believe it's Ryan Phillippe, but I don't know. I don't know. And maybe this is one of those things we're going to get to, but Nathan, Yes. You had the opportunity to watch this movie. What did you think? Did did it help you understand Americans better?
1: Honestly, it did. This um, So beforehand, before you even said, hey, we're going to be doing this movie, watch it. I, I had never even heard of this film. I'm not even going to lie. Um, and when you told me about it the other day, I was like, oh, okay, well, let me just do some reconnaissance and actually see what other Americans actually think about this film. <laughs> And so I asked one of my managers, I'm like, Hey man, yeah, my brother and I were actually doing a podcast and it's talking about a film. And he's like, Oh, that's what's up. I was like, yeah, it's going to be about, um, you know, the 4th of July and, and, you know, it's going to be a pretty cool American film. And they're like, Oh, you mean last summer? And I was like, no, no. I know what you did last summer. He's like, yeah, we, we call it last summer. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, it's really it's like a tradition to watch this film, essentially. And I was like, Yeah, this is the first time I've seen it. He's like, How long have you been here? I was like, About 10 years. He's like, You haven't seen this film, and you've been here for 10 years, bro. And I was like, Okay, this is one dude. So then I asked like a random person who I was working with the other day. And I was like, Hey, let me ask you something. Have, and I wanted to see if like the jargon was as well known as, as he's made it apparently, because I was like, this guy's obviously joking with me. I was like, Hey, what are your plans for, um, 4th of July? And he said, Oh, you know, just chilling out, probably go Lake Lanier. And I was like, Oh yeah, you're going to, um, watch last summer. And he was like, yeah, you know, I am. And I was (laughs) like, this is fucking wild. (laughs) And (laughs) so I'm like, okay. So at first I just thought it was going to be a joke, but after like two confirmations of people, saying hey this is a serious film i'm going into this film with an open mind i watch it and holy shit this is a good film <laughs> like and you can vouch for me i never write notes i have like a good half page of notes talking about this film oh, look at that look at all those notes yeah and
0: it's awesome i love it i loved every second of it Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when when you think now like now that you've seen this film did it help you understand Americans better?
1: Honestly it did. Honestly <laughs> it did
0: right um all right for the listeners I, I can't i can't keep up the gag um <laughs> yes nathan and i will be talking about um uh, i know what you did last summer but th- we're, we're we're obviously uh we're taking a piss out of this because this movie is pretty quite frankly it, it, it's ridiculous there are some fun things to to get yeah. from this movie and this movie does take take place over the fourth of july weekend but for this episode, we wanted to do something kind of fun, a little American film, and Nathan had never seen. I know what you did last summer, so I said, "You know, last what? summer, yeah, yeah, just last summer, right? That's what we last call summer. it, right? Just <laughs> That's last what we summer." Call it here. Yeah. See, the thing is, I always thought it was just called "I know, I know." Oh so shit! Like and people, like I'm, I'm watching. I know. I'm like, ooh, yeah, I know. But, I what you're about. Yeah, you know, we know what's up, but this movie is really really fascinating in different ways because it came out at a very very unique time because it came out right after rather the summer of following the movie scream which came out in the winter of 96. i know what you did last summer came out the summer of 90 of 97. both scream and i know what you did last summer were written by kevin williamson and What's interesting is where Scream was very, very self-aware and was kind of like comical... I know what you did last summer it took itself very very seriously there really wasn't any no. there, and yeah there wasn't any humor in this movie other than the acting no. but <laughs> this <watch> movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you take it easy this movie's a. this movie is american treasure Natural treasure <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. um nicholas cage would steal it oh that might be a movie that we might try to cover next year for fourth of july mm-hmm. yeah. you know we'll never cover Absolutely. independence day we're just going to cover like just We'll, we'll just, I think next year might be national treasure because, yeah. or we just do a whole block of Nick cage films because he's oh, absolutely a national treasure, quite frankly, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. But for the 11 people that subscribe to this podcast, Hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> would you like to, are, do you feel comfortable doing it like a plot run through? Do you want me to do it? I mean, yeah,
1: I can do it. Um Honestly, I don't know any of the characters' names. That's okay. Um, so essentially, it, it's actually the the panning shot was kind of cool. I like the sweeping shot of like everything, but without a
0: doubt, like that, that opening <laughs> shot in California is pretty is pretty awesome. Unfortunately, yeah. everything after that opening shot, the movie shows to just shit. Dog shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, but it, it what's what I found really funny is some of the names and throwbacks because Kevin Williamson like just did little nods throughout the, like the entire film, which I thought Mm -hmm. was funny. Like the beach that they were at was Dawson's beach. Beach, And he, I think co-wrote or produced Dawson's Creek.
0: Yeah. He was the, the guy that created uh, Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it opens up to like these four, like, hyper horny teens who are just graduating high school and they're having problems like um freddie prince jr and sarah michelle geller no jennifer love hewitt are together she has big dreams to go off to boston i don't know where he doesn't know what he wants to do and they talk about this and they kind of argue and then they you know have you know they do it on the beach and then, and then yeah, having sex yeah, on the beach
0: yeah, yeah and
1: it's just like oh isn't that sweet um they're actually talking about something serious and they're like fuck it our hormones are just raging
0: and i mean then if you were freddie prince jr i mean
1: i mean if i was dating freddie prince jr like i'd be getting that up every day <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds really fucking real. like do you see him in scooby-doo my god <laughs> <laughs> with his tank top and board shorts Oh
0: my god can we talk We'll, we'll, pro- we'll probably get into it But the wife beater factor in this movie Oh like, my god
1: like it was on Fucking so- like wholesale at Costco That day yeah like yeah that's yeah, what it, was. yeah.
0: You, it was like wife beater central And then like you Basically every time you saw cleavage Male or female in this movie I think would be like the worst drinking game Ever because you'd be hammered Within ten yeah. minutes You'd have alcohol poisoning. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. Like, but
1: so it then flash, like, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. The most important part of the film yeah, the most comes up part. after. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. Isn't as inebriated as I think the character's name is Ray. Mm-hmm. And so they're driving along and they hit this dude. And instead of going to the authorities, they stage a murder essentially a cover-up <laughs> cover-up cover my apologies and then the guy who plays in big bang comes rolling up um the guy who plays <laughs> leonard hofstetter i'm like leonard what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> so he comes by the way up. that
0: was uh that was rusty griswold in national anthem's oh. christmas vacation when we did oh, nice christmas so. vacation that was a little rusty uh,
1: Real? that doesn't
0: even look like him but
1: oh, hey, yeah. well i
0: mean yeah
1: like, no, that's wild. Yeah, but, little Johnny Galecki. Little oh, Johnny Galecki. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, so Leonard comes through, and, <laughs> and um, he's like, oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, car's messed up or something. And then they take him to the marina, and he's not dead. So instead of just leaving him for dead, they're like, let's drown him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, Logical. why not? again american very very american very american very like a hormone driven it's like let's just do something like we will regret and so then it fast forwards nothing they planned to do when they left the podunk town happened like everyone comes back and it's a beautiful reunion (laughs) and then um jennifer love hewitt got a note that says i know what you did last summer like real ominous And she shows it to everyone and they all come together and they're like, well, did you tell anyone? No, I didn't tell anyone. Did you tell anyone? And then they start accusing each other. Um, And then Ray punches the sweet man that is Freddie Prince Jr. with his cast. But if you look at at it in frame by frame, it doesn't even connect. (laughs) So the guy had fucking like, like force powers or stuff. And so I'm like, Anakin. Uh, (laughs) And so... Then it just like proceeds into like complete bedlam. I can't follow what's going on. Oh, and in the film, like something that I find truly American, everyone is just nuts over pageants. Like there's a pageant almost <laughs> every day. And it's it's so infuriating to try to keep up with this film. You know, it was they the, eventually
0: believe me, the the croaker pageant, right? Because yes, it's, the croaker
1: pageant it, with fish or like fish queen or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, eventually this, this dude with a hook for a hand – well, I, originally I thought it was a hook for a hand. No, but he's then, walking around holding a hook. Yeah, just holding a hook. Just some people carry guns. Some people carry hooks. And yeah. it's America. Exactly. Like freedom to, you know, bear arms, whether that's a firearm or a, a hook
0: arm. It Ooh, doesn't matter. Here's, a, here's a, another trivia question. What is that right, that right to bear arms? What uh... – what is that? Isn't that the
1: Second Amendment? Second Amendment. Amendment. No. Well done. Yeah, well done. I know oh my guns, pew, pew. Um, <laughs> so, um, and, you know, something that, you know, I even brought up to Vanessa because she watched it um, Did she when really? she was in. Yeah, she, so here's the crazy thing. Unironically, she enjoyed the film.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, and because she watched it originally in Ivory Coast when she was really young, and then she watched it in the u.s when she came here Mm. and i was like oh okay cool um i'm i'm not taking any of your movie recommendations seriously anymore (laughs) (laughs) um i was like didn't you find it weird that everyone was in sweaters and like eight people during like the pageant where they realize that there's a killer trying to get them like there's like eight people in like big old hats and big old rain like fisherman jackets and boots in the middle of summer and she's like I didn't really notice that and I was like oh okay so long story short they realize who the person is and you know two people die and love conquers all apparently because the two people who drifted apart you know bond over the trauma and fall in love again i mean that was that's the plot in a nutshell yeah
0: that is that is the plot um yeah i i I think you kind of i think you nailed it (laughs) i i think i think you missed the fact that sarah michelle geller was was the 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 beauty queen uh princess pageant croaker fish queen in the beginning of the film buffy the vampire slayer and um but yeah, and a couple other little things that you, you you mentioned. Obviously, that 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 wonderful note that said, "I know what you did last summer." Hell of penmanship, right? I mean, I think Honestly, I think I think yeah. that was some good writing. I'm like, oh, I I mean, it, it's times <laughs> too Roman. I mean, I mean it, it's a pretty ominous letter. But if I saw that, I'd be like, oh. That, that's that's some good handwriting. I think I might yeah. want to meet this person and say, hey, can you I bet he got a calligraphy set for his birthday? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know that's right. Now obviously this movie is pretty straightforward. There I don't think this, there's anything really remotely very deep about this movie. There this movie when I watch it is a very, very straightforward like slasher film. It probably came out a good Decade to fifteen years after when it should have, because this movie feels very, very, '80s in the sense it feels very yeah. Halloween. It feels very Friday the Thirteenth. It feels very, um, oh my God, what is the, 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 the um, Valentine's Day? Uh, my bloody Valentine. Is that right? Is that the? I think so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it it felt that it wasn't it wasn't self aware in the way that Scream was. So. Mm-hmm. This movie is interesting. It, it, it's quite a conundrum because of the fact that I think when this movie came out, it was tailored to an audience that enjoyed Scream but wanted a real horror film. You know, they they wanted it, and yep. this movie said, "All right, well, we're we're going to give the audience what they want," mm-hmm. which is uh, a complete one eighty from 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 Scream, but in, incidentally. Freddie Prince Jr. was, you know, he he was one of the people that was like in auditioning for scream. He didn't get scream. He ended up getting, yep. I know what you did last summer, but this movie came out and it did well in the box office in the grand scheme of things. I don't think it had a very, I think it had a pretty modest budget, but in the box office, it made over 60, $70 million. So it was, oh, it was profitable, but it did not have the type of acclaim that scream had when it came out now granted it's still good it's still got a sequel but two sequels pardon me it has two sequels it has two sequels i only know that it had one (laughs) other sequel so the
1: sequel the uh, media sequel is i still know know, i still know and the third one is i will always know shut up i'm not even joking Shut up.
0: I did not know that.
1: (laughs) It's I will always know or I will forever know something like that. It's I will
0: always know what you did last summer. Oh, my Lord. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. (laughs) Now, did you ever see the parody comedy? Did you ever see Scary Movie? The first one. A while ago, yes. So that one was a good like a good parody because it did really balance itself well between Scream and this one. And it mm-hmm. still has like the same type of opening shot where they run over somebody. And you know yep. that like horrible that, that moment where Sarah Michelle Geller like rip like holds up the boot and she's like, oh my God. And she holds the yeah. boot and like they killed somebody. <laughs> but in scary movie, um, I think it was Shannon Elizabeth. I think is that her name? Shannon Elizabeth. Uh, the girl from um the pie fucker movie. Um American Pie. American Pie. Yeah. So like the foreign exchange student, she holds up that boot. She's like, "Oh my god, we hit a boot." And, <laughs> and
1: like yeah, we hit a boot.
0: It's it just like I watched I watched this movie recently and it just reminded me of scary movie, which is a film that I haven't seen and still haven't seen in 20 years, right? So okay. I went back and watched watch this film and I was like, "All right, you know, 90s slasher films I enjoyed. And I remember watching this and not really thinking it was very good just because of the fact that I was never really ever truly convinced that Sarah Michelle, um, rather uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt was very good mm-hmm. of an actress. Now, granted, I enjoy Can't Hardly Wait, but there's a certain asset that Jennifer Love Hewitt possesses that made her, yeah, yeah, Nathan yeah. is... uh uh, doing the diagram, you know, like, I don't want to beat up this, this poor girl, you know, she was just a teenage actress, but there, there was something that she. I think, I think um,
1: like judging her from like today's standpoint could be a little beating her up, but like judging her from like, like the time, like a lot of those films, like that film was like very camp horror sort of film. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the acting was was meant to be over the top to kind of exude a, um, like, a bit of a a rush, a bit of a, like, dilemma. And I Mm -hmm. I think that's where, like, she just was, like, very outlandish. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, she does
0: have that amazing, that amazing aerial shot (laughs) When she opens up the trunk and there the crabs and the, the dead body is no longer there, she realizes that she's being watched and she's with her yeah. friends and she holds up her arms and she's like,
1: "What are you waiting for <laughs> And then she spins around. Fun trivia fact. I watched um like a do- like a little mini documentary as well. Do you know why she spun around like that? No. No, a, ki- a kid won a contest and told her to do it no nah. i swear to god it's like she even said it and she said yeah a kid won a contest and said you know i want you to be like what are you waiting for huh and spin around and she was like am i really gonna do this and when they did it she was like oh my god that worked really well like I'm not even joking. Like I went... Like See, I here's said, the thing, Nathan.
0: I don't know if you're telling if you're if you're fucking with me or not.
1: I'm not. I'm not. Like I I told you, I was going to take this film seriously, and I did. Like I mm. did research. Like <laughs> like I really did research. Like the director didn't want a lot of blood in the film either. Mm. Like the blood scene where um, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's sister gets killed. Right. That blood was put in after.
0: Oh, in post.
1: In post, because he didn't want there to be a lot of blood. He wanted more ominous to it. Like when Leonard died, that was done after. Mm -hmm. Because they were like, oh, there's not enough deaths.
0: So. yeah and the interesting thing about leonard's death and i we're, we're both calling leonard um yeah. I, think, I think his name his name was like max i think um sure why not my, whatever doesn't matter johnny Galecki, leonard uh leonard um that was like that was just a pretty gnarly death and i was thinking about this right yeah. why 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 kill this character he wasn't he wasn't one of the kids he yeah. wasn't related in any circumstance upon really analyzing the only thing i could think of is the only reason why he was killed was just an opportunity for the killer to get the hook
1: yes not only that not only that but like actually watching the documentary they said there needed to be a sense of danger like that and that's why they just killed this random dude who had nothing to do with nothing what was Nothing to do on. with it. He, <laughs> he was had nothing innocent to do dude. with the plot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know if he was nice. He was he was a bit of a prick that like, you know, because he had he had money and you know, um Freddie Prinze Prince Jr's character didn't, but yeah. it, it was just so weird because of the fact that like, you know, like if you're going to kill Johnny Galecki, listen, I'm I'm fully on board, but <laughs> but like he he had nothing. He had nothing to do with the plot at all. No. But like the killer said, you know what? Fuck it. This is Johnny Galecki. He's like five five. And I didn't like him on Roseanne. So you know what? I'm gonna take this hook in. And- right. Kill him. Cause he was just coming off Roseanne during this film. hmm hmm Yeah.
1: That's crazy. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So they killed Leonard. Um <laughs> and then um and then they then the guy steals Ray's car after Ray gets like pissed drunk, smashes
0: into him. Ray spends a lot of time drunk in this movie.
1: Well, he's wearing a wife beater. So it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, like it's kind of like pulling water wet. It's like, I mean, you know,
0: it's, it's very, very know. true.
1: But the weirdest thing was the killer who, who turned out to be Benjamin Butler or whatever didn't kill him. When he's like literally laying right next to the guy. And I was like. Makes no sense. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean. Uh, go off, bro. Like, do you. Uh, <laughs> but like none of the things made sense because if you wanted revenge, just fucking cut his brakes. Make it look like an accident.
0: Mm-hmm. What, I, what I found fascinating about the not killing him is to what? Send a message. You're going to send a message. But then you kill him later yeah. on in the movie. Like, so it makes no sense. I'm not going to kill Ryan Philippi right now by running him over later. But, you know, like, oh, it was like, so the whole thing is in most circumstances, when you run over a guy and you throw him through like wind, you know, like uh, through like a like a wooden building, you figure that debris is probably going to go like it impale him and he's going to die that way. A little bit. But he doesn't die that way. And he holds up a hook like I'm going to kill you. He and doesn't kill black. him, you know. <laughs> and you see Ryan Phillippe in the next scene, just kind of like, uh, he, he he didn't kill me. I'm, I'm I'm just angry. I'm I'm gonna somehow blame Freddie Prince Jr. for all of this, which makes no sense. Which is absolutely
1: disgusting. Because yeah. like, why would you blame heartthrob Freddie Prince Jr.? I know.
0: Which <laughs> I mean, you know, he's he's Freddie Prince Jr. I mean, come on, like yeah. F- FPJ. Yeah, I mean, have you not seen, what is it? Um, oh, shit. What is the the other movie that he did? Wait, was he in that movie? Was he in She's All That? Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. was in She's All That, wasn't he? Yeah, and he was also in Scooby-Doo 1 and Scooby-Doo 2. So well, I mean, that goes without saying. You can't okay. forget, basically, <laughs> Scooby-Doo 1 and 2 is like The Godfather 1 and 2, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, come on. His, let's be his real. His magus
1: office, right? Really.
0: <laughs> office. <laughs> but like, it makes no sense. You're you you are attempting to kill Freddy, uh Ryan Philippi. You don't kill him. You, yeah. You threat. You know, like you you send him a warning, and then two acts later in the film, you kill him anyway. So in the most, in the it, most
1: unceremoniously way possible. Too, by the yeah. way.
0: when they don't find the body. You don't find the body. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so much of this movie doesn't make sense, even from like slasher terms. Yeah. You know, and it's a a kind of like a, kind of like a a whodunit mystery kind of thing that doesn't necessarily really pay off. Nothing in the grand scheme of things really pays off. And, you know, in no. any way, in any way. Which which is chilling because when you're op- when when the first thing you get is that that summer breeze opening song covered by 90s metal band typo negative, you think <laughs> you think you're 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 in for something. Man, and you think of a lovely breeze. Yeah, a Lovely breeze. Lovely breeze. <laughs> Shout out to Donna. Um <laughs> our stepmother but or rather, my brother's mother, my stepbrother's mother, my, my stepmother, my brother's mother, my my mother from another brother. You know, whatever. I'm not going to. Thank you for taking me on that journey. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. It'll make sense to me.
1: I had an aneurysm in the meantime. Yeah, we're good.
0: Yeah, basically, I'm I'm literally doing a like a like a connect dots in, in my own head. And what's that scene from? um
1: the hangover where Zach Galifianakis is, like, yeah. about to count cards. Like, all you see is, like, the geometry, like, in his head and the numbers. Yeah, That's basically, like, you, and it's literally... But, but Nathan, nothing is connecting. Donna, too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Donna, Donna, too. Mm-hmm.
1: So the other thing I didn't really understand was he he just chopped off a little bit of Sarah Michelle Geller's hair. Like, yeah. and it wasn't even her hair, it was extensions. You, but, but the thing is, like, you can tell they're extensions because... um. To to the people who don't know, my wife does. uh, Obviously, they don't know. Um, My (laughs) wife does hair. It's like, oh yeah, you you know my wife. She does she does hair. So I see a lot of extensions just like haphazardly strewn around the house, and I can tell extensions from actual hair now. And you know, obviously, they they did not have it in their budget to actually cut Buffy the Vampire Slayer's hair at any point. Mm -hmm. So they're like. Let's just try to color match it as much as possible. Get a bundle from the beauty supplies store down the road and just put it in the bed. And people won't even wonder why she's
0: not dead now. Yeah, I think the things that fascinate me most about this movie is he's going to kill you. That's the whole like his whole thing is he wants her back. She's going to kill you. But the the non kill you aspects mm-hmm. of this movie are fascinating. He doesn't kill Ryan Phillips. <laughs> <Bullock. laughs> he doesn't kill Sarah Michelle Geller, but then he kills them both, you know, yeah. like his, his, I'm going to run him over and throw him into a building. I'm going to hold my, my hook up at him, but not kill him, but then kill yeah. him later on in the film with my hook. And then you take, you take um, Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, and I think the other thing that I find fascinating about this movie is he is the world's fastest fisherman like on, yeah. on, on fit, like he isn't a mythical being in the way of Mike Myers or Jason, right? Like he, <laughs> he you know, he's he just saunters around just saunters around spicy people, but yet he seemed seemingly knew the route that the that Rena cop in the beauty pageant was going to take Sarah Michelle Geller. He was gonna put up like just one random like road barrier, and the cops yeah. like, well. I guess we're going to take the alley now.
1: <laughs> half, half, yeah. And the truck is halfway in the alleyway. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at it, like you could you could squeeze by. <laughs> you might think you might scrape a little bit, but in reality, you could scrape by.
0: Yeah. But the the killer who is so like hard up for revenge, right? He wants to kill them because they it all goes back to his daughter, right? The yeah. his daughter died and he blamed blamed the guy and he killed the guy and he ends up getting run over by these other kids and they leave him for dead. So he enacts revenge on them. He could have killed all of them and had his revenge, but now he had to kill, well, Leonard who didn't need to yeah. die and no. then randomly killed a police officer who didn't need to die. And Sarah so Michelle Killer's sister. Yeah. These are people that didn't have anything to do with the plot. It was just for to increase the, the the body count because what's fascinating about this movie is until the final act of this movie the only death in this movie is Leonard the only like like the only on screen death until the yeah. final act of this movie and then that's when the carnage takes place yeah and yet but... it, it just it, it's it's such a lazy slasher film it's such a lazy slasher movie it is. You had, I, th- I think, yeah, no, no, this movie did. This movie preceded Cruel Intentions with Sarah mm-hmm. Michelle Gellar and Ryan Philippi. So you had those two actors that would be in that movie. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other interesting call-outs.
1: Yeah. Um, ben, the guy who was sitting on the um, the cliff, his hmm. sister... She was uh in I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Are you talking about Anne Heche? Yeah, or she was in some like slasher horror thing. She was talking film? about the blonde. Yeah, the blonde. She was so in, she the, was in huh? the
0: she was in the remake of Psycho. That's the one. Um, but she was also, if you if you didn't know this, Anne Heche, for 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 a short while mm-hmm. uh dated um Ellen DeGeneres.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a and I'm, I'm curious to know if because I know that you enjoy some Nirvana music but Nirvana mm-hmm. covered a song that was featured in this movie did you catch it also is tied into NH did you catch the song and if you didn't, you know, it's fine. It's such a I'm deep I'm honestly going to say no. Okay. <laughs> so the second time they go to visit, Anne Hayes kind of like weird, not like trailer park, but just like her her house, which just felt yeah. like very very sketch.
1: Where it was like all butcher stuff, like with all like the dead
0: animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the song featured in the background is a song called "Where Did You Sleep Last." Wait, was it "Where Did You Sleep"? Yeah, "Where Did You Sleep Last Night," which oh. Nirvana covered on their their Unplugged album, and it was featured in the, it was featured in the movie. And even though that song existed before Nirvana, it was just something that again ties into kind of like that that late nineties. So even if it wasn't directly related to Nirvana it still felt like it kind of like checked that box. Like, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to be hip and use the song yeah. that, that Nirvana covered at one point in time, because uh, they're, unless they just wanted to do some country, but I don't know. I don't, I don't really get that vibe, but who knows, who knows? I'm, I'm completely, I'm, I'm completely grasping at straws, trying to drum up something interesting about this movie.
1: It, it honestly has one of the most like diverse soundtracks in that regard because it starts <laughs> off with like this 90s Typo gothic negative, yeah. Punk, yeah 90s gothic punk band and then it goes to you know some just grunge rock and then mm-hmm. um, like chase music, which was yeah. cool. Um, like just honestly it's just like a 12 a year old's like playlist
0: basically. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I think we've covered a lot of things and, you know, just want to get kind of into that final the final act of this podcast. Yeah. All kidding aside, I think I think it's safe to say that we both agree that this movie, eh, you know, it's not really memorable. Um, But I don't know, maybe 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 you did enjoy it a little bit more than I. But I think this when you look at movies that. There are movies that can go through a route, like, can, like, I see like, yeah, you should, you should redo that movie versus a movie that you're like, Mm-mm, mm. don't redo it. Yeah. I think of this film. And I think this is a movie that would lend itself very well for like a reboot where you could, yeah, you could up the, up the body count, up the suspense. You could make it a better, a better film. Because I think, I think the, the I think there's a good blueprint of, of a scary film there right and this movie does at least a couple things interesting the exposition is is done maybe interesting maybe not but we we know who the characters are 10 minutes into this movie right yeah maybe we we don't fully embrace them because of the the causality and the logic doesn't make any sense because at the end like you know, they could have went to the cops. They could have yeah. said, like, and be like, oh, well, you know, who's going to believe? Well, no, you're, you're, yeah, I'm driving because he was drunk. You know, like, I, you know, like, yeah. I'm sober. He's like, we're driving. But it's
1: my car. Yeah. yeah.
0: You <laughs> you are drunk. Yeah. So we're not going to let you drive. So I'm going to drive. This guy literally walked in front of the car going around a corner on the fucking Pacific coast highway, why he was Pacific coast highway. And when we're in North Carolina, I don't know. I don't know. But time jumpers, I guess, but they could have saved themselves a lot, a lot, a lot of trouble. But going back to that original idea that this is a movie that I, I see. If they could figure out the first act a little bit better and create a little bit better suspense this could be a good kind of like who done it you could still have it be the father of the girl you know you just introduce him as as a character earlier in the movie of The guy you know like oh that they that they know they know susie or something like that you know it was really sad that she died or whatever you you can spin it into a little bit like of a slasher mystery and this guy's coming for them type thing this movie feels like that it feels like a like a slasher film that they could redo and it could work Mm -hmm. in 2021 if they if they did it right
1: yeah and i mean going back to what you were saying like make it make sense because it, it's kind of like uh one of the old scooby-doo cartoons where they they unmask the person and it's like oh it's the dude we met once right <laughs> and it's like when we found when i found out like who it was i was like oh anyway um like who's this mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i agree with you like it could it you know i'm not a huge fan of reboots but if if jason and and freddy krueger can get rebooted like 20 times then i don't see why why you know last summer should get rebooted you know last summer summer. like um i think it'd be kind of cool if they if they, they can go different directions like they could Like a an immediate callback and make it like a little funny, like tongue in cheek, kind of like what we're doing right now, and recast everyone as the same and act as if that's normal in this universe. Mm -hmm. Kind of like like if they remade Home Alone and recast everyone and didn't address the fact that Callum McCauklin is like in his 30s, but he's acted like a child. Like they could go the ironic route or they can go the serious route of make it make sense and make it actually suspenseful and Mm -hmm. sense of danger so i agree with you
0: yeah all right nathan are you ready for your your trivia oh absolutely okay here we go and of course if there's anything else you can think about this movie that you'd like to discuss lay it on me but here we go question number one Mm -hmm. how many black people are in this movie like
1: zero (laughs) (laughs) that's the first thing i noticed as well like wow there's a lot of mayonnaise here <laughs> like there's no pepper
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there's one her roommate in college in the very very beginning doesn't really count because it's like one frame <laughs> yeah it, it's basically one frame she encourages her like i think she drives her home mm-hmm. and like maybe she's going to see her around and you never see her again yeah so you got one, you got one black person in the movie. They make up for it in the sequel because the, I still know what you did last summer or whatever. Um, you've got Brandy, you know, the singer Brandy, she's in it and Mackay fight okay. So they double okay. down. You, so you get your, so you know, they had one black person in the first one. So you have to have two in the sequel, I guess. Question number two, that sounded, that sounded way more inappropriate than I meant it to be. What is the body count? In this film? Mm, four. Four. Can you give them to me? Leonard, um, the cop. No,
1: shit, five. Leonard, the cop, Ray, um, Sarah Michelle Geller, and Elsa. Seven. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I just got to list everyone out before I even give you a number. How's that sound? Okay. The first dude on the cliff, the emo. Um, Do you ever see him die? you don't but i i kind of assume he died because
0: he does he does die because yeah it, but you know I'm, I'm counting like what is the actual body count like that oh, like, like what people- you
1: physically see yeah okay so leonard then ray uh then sarah michelle geller's sister then sarah michelle geller and you know, little, you know, sidebar. I really loved that shot in all honesty of when she's getting killed and they kind of do an aerial shot and she's like this far away from safety.
0: Mm-hmm. That is actually a good shot. That it is was, a good like, shot.
1: And like, no one can hear her because like a band is playing right there. I'm like, Oh my God, that like,
0: that sucks. So close. But, she was, so, so she was far, almost there.
1: <laughs> yeah. So far, we're at Leonard Hofstetter, um, <laughs> J, Sarah Michelle Geller's sister. Sarah Michelle, the cop the cop mm-hmm. and Benjamin Butler, the the killer.
0: Does the killer die? Because he still oh, knows God. at the end of the movie.
1: Oh, fair enough. So um five.
0: Five. Five. That's what I got to five. Here. And again, I go back to there was only one until the final act of the film, and the one <laughs> death in the whole movie was Leonard and he had no reason to die. Like yeah. it serves no purpose at all.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like,
1: I'm not going to use the analogy. Never mind.
0: Question number three, which you already answered. What does Sarah Michelle Gellar say that she's going to become? i want to be an actress
1: and only gives it like three months in New York. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, which I mean, if you don't make it in New York in three months, then I guess it's time to call it in, you know, like pack up, pack it up. You no, know, yeah. if, if you can't make it in New York in three months, then I don't know. Yeah. Go back to your hometown and work in the 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 little dress shop or whatever your es- sister was. Essentially
1: in. It, it reminds me of like Trimmingham's in Berlin. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, so that's what it looks like. I'm like that's like me saying, Oh, I'm gonna be a professional footballer for Liverpool and I just don't get on the plane. I'm like, ah fuck it, I'll just work at Gibbons Company.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what name? does Ray make up when he goes to see Missy? Because we find out that Ray went to go see Missy. What was the mm. name that he gave him? I'll give you a clue. It's the yeah. name of the boat. Oh, Billy Blue. Billy Blue or, is or correct. Blue, Billy, yeah. Billy Blue is correct. And finally, question number five. This one's mm. important. Okay will you watch this movie ever again? Absolutely. It's a tradition now. Now it's a tradition. Now it's a tradition.
1: tradition. Fourth of July, baby. Absolutely. Like Matthew and I, when we were in Bermuda, every Christmas time, elf. Now, American, last summer.
0: Last summer, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning into a just a little like tongue in cheek, fun little episode that my brother and I wanted to watch something, something patriotic. And we just wanted to have a little fun that take a movie that takes place over the 4th of July. So hopefully you've enjoyed this little romp um we want to do we want to do some more of these episodes where we're just kind of having fun on movies that aren't necessarily serious but we will have serious discussions but nathan before we wrap up is there anything any other little call outs anything else about this movie that if we if we wrapped up you'd be like shit i i feel like we we were we're missing we're missing something so is there Mm. anything that you would like to chat about that we didn't cover
1: (laughs) Um, in the documentary I watched, I already discussed the whole blood being put in post credit. Um and then the other part was I don't know if I already said it when Leonard died, that was also done post credit. Um, because when they were doing a like little um trial sh- trial run of the film, they're like, There's no death. We gotta make it like a sense of danger. That's that's the reason why Leonard died. Like that's that's the only reason. Like it, it, it could have just well been a dude about to go into the drive through and it's like, Oh shoot. I forgot my fisherman's hook in the car. Let me go grab it. And then he could have died. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but, but besides that it was, it's honestly just an endearing film about <laughs> a slice
0: of, uh, you know, Americana, honestly. A slice of Americana. Uh-huh. I know yeah. what you did last summer. What I, what what else I like about this movie and there aren't many things but what i like about this movie is i, I I'm, I'm a sucker for movies where kids or even adults they make a pact like yeah so i i'm a sucker when movies do that like we're let's let's not talk about this and we're gonna meet up next year and not talk about this <laughs> yeah, it's like just don't meet up just don't meet yeah. up yeah but yeah no i'm in in all seriousness i i am i'm a sucker for movies where people do make a pact you know like all right like stand by me i think is one of yeah. them oh my god yeah. that, that's, that's that's a good one that's that's that's, that's cool. the best that's the best but just like because it, it's such an easy way to get a story rolling you know like yeah. because well, well shit you know they're making a pact. so obviously this ain't gonna work out um, exactly you know, like so. <laughs> let's find out how these plans get botched. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Nathan, if you enjoy this Fourth of July, I'm I'm excited to maybe see next year, and and I will give you another quiz to test your knowledge and give you a little bit more on other things about America. So, here's some things that we know about America so we, that we that Americans love. So, a few things: fireworks. Yep. Guns. Yep. Explosions. I guess those are all like kind of like tied, like loud noises and bright lights, right? Yeah.
1: Um, Hot dogs and hamburgers. What else is intrinsically American? Um, cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Hardy clothing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Wow. Ricky Martin. Dipping dots. <laughs> Dipping, d- dipping donuts,
0: astronauts, you know, actually, yeah, then that is something that an American should be proud of. They landed on the moon, you know, Albert, Albert Einstein, you know, yeah, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the Beatles,
1: Eiffel Tower, the,
0: the Eiffel, Tower. It,
1: Eiffel Tower, yeah, um, Statue yeah. of Liberty, you know, I mean, it White was people. made people that's a great one that's intrinsically american free health care um, free health care yes <laughs> you know a living wage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what else is intrinsically american social
0: justice <laughs> just yes. looking at me like dude stop <laughs> um no in all seriousness um happy fourth of july to everybody you know Absolutely. we 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 have a little bit of fun we make our jokes and everything but Both my brother and I are very, very um, blessed to to live here, and we're very, very thankful for the people that we have met, and absolutely, and being able to make fun, you know, take a little, take the piss out of, you know, just about America is what America is all about, anyway. Yeah, it's all good fun. Yep. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to yet another episode of Stamper Cinema we will see you next time nathan say goodbye to the good people and um whatever uh, parting parting shots you have to make
1: you know um hope everyone has a great fourth of july and if you're in america if you're not um do you and always know i will i know what you did last summer mm. and i will always know
0: and i still know
1: and i still know and i will forever know
0: this time for real we are done thank you again Bye, everybody.